Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host Kajal Kurana you can call me KK our amazing guest today is a management consultant who focuses on strategic branding and targeted marketing for regional and global expansion with corporate within corporates his name is Joseph Shaheb welcome to our show Joseph Thank you so much Kajal or should I call you KK from now uh, okay, it's a, it's a pleasure uh, I've been I've been I've been following you for uh, for a little while and you've been uh, you've had some amazing guests on your show and I love the love the way you actually structure your podcast where uh, you know we just have a conversation so it's a pleasure and an honor to be invited on your show and I look forward to this conversation Thank you so much thank you for that kind words and a good introduction as well so please tell our listeners about you who Joseph Shaheb is you know that's it's an interesting interesting question because it's difficult to put me into like a box because and i've and i've had that throughout my entire life i'm brown uh, because i'm originally from india from calcutta however i was pretty much raised in australia so a lot of people are like you know he's brown but you know he speaks with an aussie accent mm-hmm. uh, you know he's got a he's got a funny name so you know people are a little bit little bit um, you know surprised or you know a little bit confused uh, with regards to my background so uh, you know in a nutshell you know i was born in india in calcutta spent most of my life in australia presently based in singapore i've been always in the in the services industry pretty much uh, back in australia as well as uh, in singapore focused mainly on, uh, on on strategic branding and, and market expansion through through focusing on on promoting the you know the vision mission and the purpose of the, of the company and making sure that it is actually uh, you know explained or to to their target audience so to speak i worked in multiple industries you know starting from telecommunications obviously in the financial sector property investment commodities also in infrastructure development you know uh, led negotiations between governments on multi billion dollar projects in the asian subcontinent in the past and you know i also am a consultant with a new york stock exchange listed company plus i do also a bit of consulting work with uh, smes and other corporates from around the world so you know basically focusing on on companies which are looking to expand their their, their footprint whether it be regional or on a global basis but i think the main thing that stands out is uh you know i focus on on basically that human connection within business which is absolutely imperative and i think with the covid situation at this present moment it's becoming more and more you know essential as to how important uh, that human connection is moving forward because you know people resonate 
you know, with your values rather than just your products, because it's easy to compare between companies, between offerings, but people actually uh, focus on, on, that, on that brand element, on that personal component with which they resonate with. And, you know, that obviously promotes why people choose one person or one offering over the other. So that's what I do in a nutshell. I show companies how to market themselves better to their target audiences. Very interesting. So in a nutshell, you're saying people buy people, right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, and you, 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 you've summarized it brilliantly. I mean, Thank brands, <laughs> brands are becoming, I mean, people literally are becoming brands right. and brands are becoming people. I mean, if you think right. about it, Kajal, you know, Bill Gates, Jack Ma, Richard Branson, for example, you know, I'm just naming three people, Warren Buffett, for example, you know, they are known, they are a brand in themselves, right. even though they are people. I mean, people know of them first to, a, to an extent before they know their company. Like a lot of people, interestingly, don't even know if you just ask them off the cuff, you know, the company name of Warren Buffett. They don't know about Berkshire Hathaway, but they know of Warren Buffett as, a, you know, as, a, as, as an amazing entrepreneur who does a lot of work uh, yeah. you know, across the world and has, you know, obviously his, his fingertips in different industries, etc. However, see, that's, that's what I think a lot of people and a lot of companies should focus on, which is uh, building up. That, that personal branding element within their C-suite because mm-hmm. that's what people resonate. You know, people mm-hmm. resonate with people. People Absolutely. buy people. Absolutely. How different it is when it comes to service versus product? Well, as I mentioned, Kajal, especially with product, especially with the advent of Dr. Google, as I like to call it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's easily, you know, people can just, you know, at the click of a button, you know, look at all your competitors or all the different opportunities or all the different options that they have available but why do they choose one over the other it's basically on customer service or you know what the brand signifies or what the company signifies moving forward and that is what people resonate with and that is essential especially in business today it's it's along the lines of 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 brand understanding brand perception which is uh, what companies should focus on and that's that's the reason as to why yes you could have a brilliant product but if you don't actually market yourself properly, then people will not know how to buy from you or where to find you. And that is essential. And that is where that service element, that connection element with, uh, with, with the human concept uh, becomes such an important uh, aspect. Right. So are you trying to tell me that say, uh, marketing is more important than sales? Because when you market, your product or services will automatically sell? Because there are some salespeople who say sales is more important than marketing. Interesting question. A lot of, lot of people actually sort of don't understand that there is a, a fine line between both the departments, the sales right. as well as the marketing element. Uh, but they are completely separate entities which actually work together. Okay. Now, now more than ever, I think in the past, there was a, a big demarcation between the sales and business development team as well as the marketing. Right. But now they need to work conjointly together. I think the main element is like they need to work together is because the sales function is where, you know, the company builds a relationship with their target audience because, you know, that is the, that is the element which is basically focusing on whatever the marketing message is, the marketing and branding message is, and basically fine tuning it to the requirements of your target audience. That's what your sales team should be doing. Right. Not just going out there and just flogging your product or service 
without firstly understanding what your customers' real needs and requirements are. And that's where a lot of brands are actually faltering at this moment. I had a, I had a person, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, who, who came to me on LinkedIn, I'm not going to name that person, and said that, you know, please help me with my marketing strategy. Right. And I looked this person's profile up and this person's company on the website, and I could hardly find any information on that person's company or their profile because it was incomplete. Now mm-hmm. I, and, and the first thing I went back to this person saying is like, what is your brand? You need to firstly define your brand. You firstly need to define your message before actually taking your offering to the market. And then after you actually take your offering to the market, that is when the sales and the business development team comes in to fine tune it to right. the requirements of your target customers. So, you know, it is, it is like a connected process, mm. which, which more so now than ever before is becoming more and more important because mm. the branding element is very, very closely related to the marketing component or the marketing department. You can't go to market on your company without actually making sure that you have got your brand message correct. And you can't do that. You can't make sure that it is effectively being uh, translated to your target audience if you don't have the right salespeople and the business development people on board who are actually doing the right thing and not just basically, you know, trusting your uh, product offering to your target audience, but actually fine tuning it to their specific requirements. So it's, you know, the branding component, the marketing component, the sales, you know, they are all, you know, a, a combined conjoint yeah. effort, which is intimate. Right. I always thought sales and marketing are interlinked, whether some people mm-hmm. accept it or not. One, mm-hmm. if you don't have a product, you can't market anything, then what are you going to sell, you know? So Precisely. It, directly or indirectly, they are interlinked and also branding, you know, it's mm-hmm. interesting. So Joseph, tell us, what do you advise young entrepreneurs who don't have resources, you know, to market their mm-hmm. products or, uh, you know, content creation because they're new, they're aspiring mm-hmm. and they are, they have limited resources. What would you tell them to do in the beginning? Great question. And this is something which is asked very often. I mean, especially with some of the, uh, you know, the big wigs on social media, like Gary Vaynerchuk, who I, who I admire. Like, I mean, you either love him or you hate him. I mean, there are, there are certain messages that he says, which I don't agree with, but you know, some of it, uh, you know, he's, he's, he drops a lot of, uh, you know, wisdom nuggets, you know, in some of his uh, stuff. And the one thing that he's always said is talking about video content creation and how important it is to actually make sure that your target audience understands who you are as a person. Now, this to an extent, you know, can be a stumbling block for a lot of people because a lot of people are wary of coming on screen you know, on video because they're shy or, you know, that's not who they are, which is fine. But it's essential to understand that, you know, content creation is absolutely imperative to grow your influence, your impact, and to get others to, uh, you know, take notice of you. Now, what really is content creation? Content creation, in my opinion, is basically conveying who you are, what you do, what you stand for to your target audience whether that be through video, whether that be through podcasts, whether that be through written content, blog posts, anything. My first basic advice to entrepreneurs is now more than ever, especially with the advent of your smartphones, it is, it's not an expensive thing. You know, just, just hold it up, record yourself, tell the world what your message is, 
share stuff you know if you if you are you know if you want if you're better off at writing or you prefer writing you know do blog posts uh, you know share your thoughts tell your clients who you are as a person what you stand for you know uh, one of my one of my very close friends who's actually based in malaysia he is a he's a multiple time tedx speaker Mm-hmm. And the first time he was actually invited to do a TEDx talk, as you as you all know, which is a video event, right? You right. know, you are you are recorded on stage in front of hundreds of people with an audience of millions of people around the globe. And he was actually, you know, requested to be a TEDx speaker or invited to be a TEDx speaker before he had done any video content. Mm-hmm. So he used to basically, uh, you know, share his musings, share his thoughts with regards to his content and his beliefs, et cetera, through blog posts, through mm-hmm. written articles, et cetera. So don't let, you know, your mental block of whether you are, you know, going to be good on camera, stop you from basically getting your message out to your audience. Right. So entrepreneurs, the main thing I would say is like, focus on who you are and what you do and, and showcase that to your audience. Right. Uh, just one more thing especially Kajal, which, um, you know, it was, it was discussed a few times in the last couple of weeks to everyone who's listening to this, uh, to this podcast. What I'm going to, what I'm going to tell you is like, go after you finish listening to this, go and Google your name, right. Just Google your name and see what comes up. You will notice that most of the information that comes up pertains to your professional experience and mm. what you have done. It could be like little stuff that you've done, articles, et cetera, companies that you've worked for, you know, along those lines. Or maybe but your very Facebook little profile only. Facebook Sometimes profile it's only your well. Facebook profile, yeah. Precisely. But not a lot will come up with, uh, with regards to who you are from a personal aspect. Right. And that is, what, that is what people want to know more about. As I said before, you know, you're not the only one who's, offering your specific products or services. There are hundreds, if not thousands of people out there doing the same thing. So why should one person choose you over the other? You Mm -hmm. have to show, you have to bring out your strategic differentiator, how you are different to your competition. Why should someone choose you? And that is only possible if you brand yourself as who you are and people resonate with your values, your purpose, your mission, and your goals. And that is okay. absolutely essential. Uh, that's the reason as to why personal branding is, is so important. I think it's, it's, it's so true because, you know, people have this fear or phobia about, you know, coming in front of camera. Like you said, not everybody mm-hmm. is comfortable because we think mm-hmm. we are not natural in front of camera. We get nervous. And especially if you're a female, ask me, you know, you want to look good. Your appearance matters. So male versus female, females, I think, think more. And it's more challenging for them to be in front of the camera and record and post it. But as you mentioned, you don't have to do videos if you're not comfortable. Start with writing, you know, like blogs or just quotes, you know. People should know what the message you are going to give. And I think second part of it is consistency. Most of the Mm -hmm. people Art, but when they don't see they are getting views or likes or comments, they give up very easily. Don't yep. you think so? Absolutely. I mean, consistency, in my opinion, is the most important element for success. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't expect 
to do something and, and achieve overnight success. I mean, uh, you know, as a quote goes, you know, overnight success is only possible after years of, you know, failure or, you know, years of, of sticking to something. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, that is essential. I mean, uh, for example, a lot of people, especially, and I've seen this on LinkedIn uh, and on other social media as well. And I'm using LinkedIn as an example here because it is regarded as a professional social network right. uh, or rather a professional social networking platform, which is, which is brilliant. Uh, and it's got its own uh, you know, pros and cons, of course. Right. But a lot of people you know, take on LinkedIn thinking that you know, if they do a couple of posts and they engage you know, for a couple of weeks, they're going to basically uh, you know, hit the nail on the head and, and start you know, earning a five-figure or a six-figure income. That's not possible. You know, there is no shortcut to success. You have to be consistent with your messaging. You've got to be consistent in your approach. And that is only when you will you know, find your target audience. Yeah, I mean, could there be a case where you could be lucky and find a few people you know, who will resonate with you immediately? Absolutely. Yeah. But chances of that happening are, are, are you know, few and far between. So you need to be, and, and that's the reason as to why consistency is absolutely essential moving forward. All right. I think this is uh, for any field in our life, you know, even if you want to lose weight or if you want yep. to learn any sports, anything, you need to give in time and effort and, you know, practice. So I normally tell my audience that if your business is your baby, give it nine months at least. Because even for a baby to come on this earth, it takes nine months. The baby has to be in mother's womb. So in life, everything has a process. But I think because of social media, youngsters or new entrepreneurs get overwhelmed, you know, comparing what they are doing to other people's success. That's where people need to understand that, you know, people who are a few steps ahead of you or who are very successful didn't get Mm -hmm. it so easy. They Mm -hmm. had their own hardships. They had their own struggles, challenges, failures. So tell us, did you ever had any kind of challenges in your career, Joseph? So our audience should know that, okay, Joseph's journey has not been so smooth either. No, of course. I mean, uh, I'll give you one example. I mean, my, my life has been strewn with failures. And, you know, those are things which I've learned from. And, you know, gotten past and, and basically use them as stepping stones towards doing things which I would otherwise not have contemplated. To give you one example, it's a little, a little bit of a, a funny example, so to speak. Now, I am a, or rather, I, I should say I was a practicing or I was officially a CPA in Australia because I come from a financial background. But I, but I let go of my certification. That's a different story because, you know, I've never actually worked in the financial sector, so to mm-hmm. speak, in accounts receivable, et cetera, along those lines, because I've always been in the relationship management and marketing and business development sectors mm-hmm. uh, within the financial sector. So, um, so I, I'm, an ex, uh, I'm a CPA, number one. However, in my year 12 exams in India, in mathematics, I failed. So, you know, I, I, I'll give you, so you know, that's what I'm trying to sort of tell you or tell anyone who's listening. Don't let failures deter you from what you can become if you put your mind to it. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, um, you know, traditional education isn't important. I think traditional education is absolutely imperative because that actually builds the foundation on which you can actually sort of look forward and, uh, and, and build further on. However, you know, if you've not been able to do well in a particular stream, or, or, or a particular subject in the past, that doesn't mean that, you know, it, it, is, it is the end for you in, in any way. So, I mean, failures, a lot of people are, are scared of failing, and that's the reason why they don't even start. 
they're scared of judgment. They're scared of being judged by others. That's the reason why a lot of people don't speak up, especially in the, in the Asian context, yes. because it's a very hierarchical society. And that's something which I've noticed a huge difference between, you know, I've lived for a long time in Australia. Now I've lived for a considerable amount of time in Singapore and I'm originally from India. So, you know, there are, there's a, a vast difference between the cultures, both on a personal basis as well as on a professional nature. So it's, it's, it's essential that, you know, one, one basically does not equate their future steps based on, 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 on the past. Um, so it's, it's essential. Very interesting. You said traditional knowledge or education is still very important. But these mm-hmm. days, most of the marketing guys or gurus or whatever you want to name them, they say traditional education is no more required. People would learn from courses and mentors and, you know, other resources because they say you have wasted or you have invested so many years and so much amount of money and yet you don't land up a job you need to. They are trying to divert the traditional education industry to, you know, courses and other kind of programs. What do you have to say about that? Great question. And this is something, you know, there is no right and wrong answer, in my opinion. It's like, it's like a never ending <laughs> debate, be right? <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I'm just trying to be honest here. Because, I'm just see, I mean, tradi- traditional education obviously has its place. However, the reason why we have these, uh, you know, experts i don't like the word expert or the word perfect because there's nothing in life which can be perfect because there's always a scope for improvement and i don't think an expert exists because that just uh, it's it's a finite word you know there's always scope for improvement you can always learn something new from someone who you who you've met so you can't be an expert you can be a specialist at a field but you know calling someone calling yourself an expert i think is is a bit of a misnomer so you know the the advent of of gurus and experts or specialists in any field. The reason why they have come up is because in my opinion, traditional education doesn't include something or rather a lot of things which are essential for personal growth. Right. Yes, we do, do learn a lot about, you know, you know, history, geography, maths, you know, physics, chemistry, bio, computer science, etc. But, you know, those are the foundational elements. I think uh, one of the main things, and this is something which, uh, you know, those of you who've actually read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Mm -hmm. Kiyosaki would be able to, you know, resonate with immediately is that, you know, people aren't life at university or even at school. And that is one of the main reasons as to why, you know, uh, alternative education elements, alternative uh, specialists and gurus have come in because they are talking to you about life. Life Because a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people, after they leave school or they leave university, they are in for a, for a, for a very hard shock in life mm-hmm. because, you know, what they have associated with seeing other people around them who have come before them, who are senior to them. And when they actually start, you know, in those footsteps, there are lots of barriers along the way and they don't have that mental resilience on most occasions uh, to basically stick to the process. And that's the reason why we see so many burnouts, so many teenage suicides, you know, so many, you know, drug problems and drug related problems, you know, in, in the younger generation, because they are trying to find an escape, you know, into, into reality, because they have not been conditioned, they have not been basically given the right tools to understand about what life actually entails for them. Mm. So I think, and that's the reason as to why uh, Kajal, I feel traditional education will always be required. 
because you know that sets the foundation because you need to start somewhere but then obviously there needs to be more holistic learning you know more pragmatic learning on a, on a, on a, on a worldly basis where people need to be made aware of certain attributes aspects with regards to entrepreneurship being able to follow through on what you are passionate about each and every child at, at school has got different skill sets. Right. And that's the reason as to why, you know, some of these international schools, they are able to charge such a hefty fee as compared <laughs> to your traditional government schools, because they focus on bringing out your, your uh, child's inner purpose and their inner uh, attributes, their inner passions, and bring that to life because they give you that individualized attention, so to right. speak. So I think, you know, uh, moving forward, you know, they will always go hand in hand. Uh, I think uh, there is a, a big, uh, a big, big market for, you know, personal and self-education and enrichment, right. uh, which a lot of people need to do because, right. uh, you know, a lot of people, what they, what they study at school is, is just the basics, you know, the basic framework, but to go into specifics, it needs a specialist to lead them down that path. And that's the reason why I'm a very big believer of having a coach or a mentor will basically, uh, you know, find that, uh, or rather reignite that spark within you and bring up your brilliance. Agree. I think there is a gap, you know, and education system needs to do something to fill in that gap. You know, traditional education is required, but kids also need to learn life skills, you know, how to solve real life problems, like you mentioned. Very interesting. Thanks for touching uh, on that point. So Joseph, this is all the time we have. But before we say bye, what is one piece of advice you would give our entrepreneurs to escape burnouts and increase productivity? That is a loaded question. (laughs) Uh, You know, to to escape burnout and increase productivity. I would say I would say the main thing that a lot of entrepreneurs, when they're starting out, they make a mistake is they try and put their feet in a lot of different boats. Right. What do I mean by that? I'm I'm I have seen a lot of people trying to do too many things across too many uh, aspects and industries at the same time. Right. The only way, in my opinion, you can succeed is if you focus on one thing, just one line, which I'm going to leave you, uh, every entrepreneur by uh, with, is basically, uh, you know, focus on your niche and become a master at it. So true. So that you are considered to be a thought leader in your specific niche. Uh, There is no point in being a jack of all trades. Absolutely. Quite literally. So how long do you think they should stick to one niche? Because sometimes people start something after a few months or one year or two years, they feel, okay, this is not something they really wanted to do and they want to switch industries. Now that is an interesting, interesting (laughs) question because I think it differs based on different industries because different industries have different, obviously patterns, which follow. In my opinion, I mean, a lot of people, you know, I've received a lot of flack for it because I'm not a, I'm not a believer in option B if that makes sense. Right. Because I believe that if you've got an option B, you'll never be able to go wholeheartedly at option N. I agree. Uh, however, I, in my opinion, you should at least stick to what you're wanting to do. Obviously, if uh, finances permit, etc., for at least a couple of years. Right. Because you, you can't expect any business to basically be operating at its optimal efficiency if you've not actually uh, done all the groundwork on it. And the groundwork can sometimes take months to basically come up with your business plan, to make sure that you're actually, you know, crossing the T's and dotting your I's 
because, you know, a lot of people also, you know, procrastinate on starting something because they want to have a, a, a perfect uh, solution or a perfect offering. That's never possible when you start. You just need to start and then basically, you know, make sure that as you go along the process along the way, you know, you, you fine tune things, you fine tune your offerings based on feedback that you're receiving from your target audience. So I would say, I mean, definitely stick to your guns, so to speak, with whatever you're doing for at least anywhere between one to two years before you basically take a judgment call based on a lot of different aspects. And the main thing is feedback. If you're not getting feedback from your target audience, which is positive with what you're doing, then perhaps it is time that you should move on. You shouldn't stick to something forever just because you feel you're passionate towards it. You may be passionate towards it, but you may not be cut out for it, if that makes sense. Or you may not be able to actually uh, you know, explain uh, that to your target audience uh, properly. So in that case, obviously there are lots of business coaches around who are able to assist you with your, uh, with your brand positioning and your, and, your, and your marketing messaging, so to speak. Now, entrepreneurs, another thing which they fail or they make a mistake on is they try to do everything on their own. You need to basically delegate out certain parts of your business to specialists. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you, you may be a brilliant manager, but that doesn't mean that you're a brilliant salesman. That doesn't mean that you're a branding specialist. That doesn't mean that you are, you're brilliant in marketing. You could just be very, very good at managing people. You know, the quote that Jack Ma has said, you know, it comes to mind. He's like, you know, I've always hired people who are better than me. Right. Because there's Absolutely. no point in hiring people who can do exactly what I can, because I can right. do that. So always look at, at delegating out certain responsibilities within your company to people who are brilliant at it. And that's what okay. a lot of people make a mistake on. Right. Like Russell Brunson also says, it's not how you can do it. Find out who can do it for you. Precisely. Very interesting. Thank you so much, Joseph. So please tell, tell our audience, where can they find you? Oh, well, you can, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. I pretty much live there. Okay. <laughs> uh, I spend anywhere between five to seven hours on a daily basis. I've been doing, doing so for the last two years that I've actually been on LinkedIn. Okay. So yeah, uh, the best, best method of contact for me. I mean, I do have my Facebook and Instagram, etc. But just to give you an example, I, I maybe go on both of those handles as well as Twitter. I do have Twitter. But, you know, uh, I, I, the last tweet that I have done is perhaps, you know, three months ago. And I've not even gone into my Twitter account. I do have an account, though. But, you know, Instagram and Facebook, uh, I hardly go on there. It's basically just for friends and, and absolutely close family members. Mm. I use Facebook like a bit of like a reminder for birthdays. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> to wish people, you know, when their birthday is around the corner. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> we are not enough. friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no worries at all. Anyway. Uh, but uh, I mean, like with, with LinkedIn, yeah, I, I pretty much live on LinkedIn. So, okay. you know, if you'd like to reach out to me with regards to, uh, you know, asking me any questions, uh, you know, my opinions uh, with regards to certain elements to do with marketing, with relationship building, with risk and strategy, which I have, I have a lot of experience in across multiple industries, please feel free to reach out to me. Sure. I'll put that link in the show notes. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you so much. It was amazing talking to you. Take care. Pleasure is mine. Bye. Thanks once again. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends? 
so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity, and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.